Hey, there's a quote in a documentary created here in Charlotte. Good music and a good place to play it bring people together, unquote. That's a really good quote there. Welcome, everyone, to the Carolina Outdoors. I'm your host, Bill Barty. The executive producer of that documentary, Jay Ahuja, from Ahuja Daddy Productions, was one of the creators of the documentary Live from the Double Door. The Double Door Tavern opened in December of 1973 at 216 East Independence Boulevard here in Charlotte. That, by the way, was right around the corner from the local outdoor store that had just recently opened called Jesse Brown's Outdoors. Or actually, back then, it was Jesse Brown's Backpacking and Mountaineering. The Double Door Inn had a 43-year run before closing to progress in the area. The property was taken over by CPCC, but the Double Door still lives in the hearts and minds of the people that attended shows there, hung out there, went over there. And that's what we're going to talk to Jay Ahuja about because it is the 50th anniversary of the opening of this venue. We're going to find out why this venue, the Double Door Inn, still means so much to the people that frequented the Double Door Inn. Jay, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Oh, glad to be here, Bill. Well, we're excited to talk to you, especially looking back in the past. Of course, outdoor lovers uh, also are music lovers, and that's where the Double Door Inn and its history and heritage in the Charlotte area, but also in the music industry altogether, comes uh, becomes a, an important uh, subject. And we wanted to talk to you about that. We're going to talk a little bit later about a 50th anniversary party that's taking place as well. But will you talk to us about the Double Door? Because it did not initially start out as a music venue back in 1973. Yeah, that's true. It was sort of a, a slash restaurant bar. And uh, in order to uh, get a crowd every night, I think it was 1975, that they actually started um, building uh, acts, you know, music, and um, built a little stage. Now, the Karras Brothers are who opened it. They opened the Double Door Tavern, I think is what it was initially called. And I did not know this, Jay. It is called the second oldest blues venue in the United States. Can you verify that? And where does that, um, that storied title come from? I had actually heard that, um, I think it was from Daniel Costin, yep. and he said it was the second oldest uh, blues bar continuously operating and owned by the same person um, to Antones out in Texas. Wow. So we had that in Charlotte. Again, this is right where Central Community uh, College is now and was. That's who took over the property where the Double Door Inn was, blues music, country, jazz, rock, they were all played there. Will you talk to us about some of the most, uh, in your opinion, humble but correct opinion, I may say, some of the most impactful artists that played there in the 40-plus years that the Double Door Inn was open? Well, probably two of the biggest were uh, Coco Taylor and Buddy Guy, um, both you know blues legends. I was fortunate enough to see the Coco Taylor show. I did not get to see the Buddy Guy show uh, there. 
Um, but, you know, there's always a story about when Eric Clapton showed up and played. Um, you know, it's a big one. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan played several shows there. Um, it's, you know, it's a who's who of blues musicians that played there. Roy Buchanan played there just shortly before his death. Um, I got to see Joe Ely there, who's a Texas blues musician. Um, and but it was also, you know, it was it was reggae music, it was Zydeco music, it was a little Americana. They they brought Americana nights, uh, Tuesday nights there, and even the Avid Brothers had a Wednesday night residency there for a long time and, and recorded a live album there. Oh wow, that's right when they were starting out, they were still a, kind of a young band honing their skills, I guess, at the Double Door Inn, and of course uh, Eric Clapton's 1982, One Night Only. I don't know. Was that before your time, Jay? Were you around for that? And was that a published, uh, promoted uh, showing for Eric Clapton, or did he just take the stage? He just took the stage, and yes, that was before I got here. I moved here in 86. Uh, but we talk about that with um, Bill from the Rank Outsiders. He was the um, performer that night, and he talks about how Eric Clapton and his band walked in and uh, Bill knew that it was happening, but few other, few else, you know, nobody else did. And uh, uh, so he left the stage and let Eric Clapton play a set and then, uh, you know, got back on stage afterwards. But it, it's funny. Um, Bill will tell you that there were very few people there that night. But when you talk to Double Door fans, everybody <laughs> seems to think they were there. It's kind of like Woodstock 1968. Uh, exactly. <laughs> millions of people. Of <laughs> the Charlotte version is the Double Door Inn. We're talking to Jay Ahuja of Ahuja Daddy Productions here on the Carolina Outdoors, the Double Door Inn there at East Independence uh, near CPCC or where CPCC is, continues to be. There were young people, old people, black people, white people, working people, executives, male, female. Um, they were all in the Double Door Inn enjoying the music put off there and the ambiance. Uh, one of the uh, artists, uh, Jay, this might have been in your documentary. We'll talk more about that. Uh, Mark Winter of the Nighthawks said it's a dump, but even though the Double Door had its rustic ways about it, so much emotion uh, came from that. Uh, uh, I mean, tons of emotion, including the sad emotion when it closed after 43 years. Uh, in the documentary, of course, you talked to patrons, bartenders, the owner, uh, musicians, and more about it. Jay, where does that emotion that is emitted from the existence of this, of this uh, venue that's no longer, where does that emotion come from you know i think it, double door was a place that once you went a few times it was very welcoming the first time it could be a little intimidating it could seem a little rough yeah. but once you went a few times and you got to know the door guys and you got to know the bar tenders um it was a very welcoming place and you know it got to the point where you know i'd walk in and if it wasn't too crowded you know my bourbon on the rocks was on the bar before i got there you know they were just that much of a cheers type atmosphere without being a cheers place in any other way but uh you know they they definitely got to know their clientele and took care of them well talk to us about the making of the documentary it's it was uh before the pandemic the documentary uh went out or you made it uh you and three other filmmakers uh you were the executive producer uh and others created this documentary and it's going to be celebrated 
during the 50th anniversary of the Double Door at the Independent Picture House uh, on December 22nd at 8 p.m. But talk to us about the making of that documentary. Uh, the, the Double Door was gone by that time, but you had tons of people to talk to, tons of photographs and videos of performers and patrons within the Double Door. Talk to us about assembling all of that and putting it out as a documentary. Well, actually, it, it had not closed. It was about to. It was about to announce its closure. Ah. Nick called me up, the owner, mm-hmm. and let me know that he was closing. And I w- happened to be working at public television at the time. And I said, somebody needs to make a documentary about that. I, I feel like you know that's a history that needs to be preserved. And I talked to the station I was working at, and they weren't interested because everybody in charge there was new to Charlotte and really didn't know the history. I talked to a couple of the local commercial television stations, and they expressed no interest. So I just said, well, I guess I'll do it. And uh, I recruited a guy that I work with in public television, a fellow named Rick Fitz. Um, it turns out that he had played there with three different bands. So oh, he had wow. a passion for the place. And he was a guy who could do everything in the, in the world of um, document- making documentaries. And uh, he suggested that we reach out to uh, Kim Bratton, who used to be the uh, anchor for one of the news programs here in Charlotte. And uh, so we sat down at the Whiskey Warehouse and talked it over and said, all right, uh, we'll, we'll do this. There was no money to be made. It was just about our passion project, really. And uh, so we decided to crowdfund it. And really the fans uh, and the musicians who were so fond of it made it possible and then after that um our first night of filming we realized we better get a better uh cameraman somebody who knows this a little better than we do yeah and uh so we brought on chuck wesworth and chuck was our sort of swiss army knife cameraman artist graphics guy he could do it all and uh you know we just basically agreed where the four of us are going to make all the decisions they're all going to be unanimous or it doesn't happen and, you know, whatever becomes of it, it's a four-person project. And uh, we went, so from March of 2016 to December, we went to countless shows, filmed the, the, uh, you know, the people who would let us, did interviews with, with those who were interested. And we had 80 hours of footage uh, wow. when it was all said and done. And then Rick, to his great credit, um, basically took that 80 hours and turned it into a 28-minute film. Wow. Well, and it is a film uh, to see because, and for our listeners, just as you described, there's new people in the Charlotte region, uh, in Charlotte area, but then there are a lot of people who did enjoy The Double Door, so we're speaking to both of those people, and I guess one thing is is we have not uh, given a descriptive of the double door, but it was essentially a, a two-story home uh, right there that that turned into a tavern, a pub, a bar. Uh, this is before the brewery uh, breweries hit Charlotte like they are now, it, and it was a go-to uh, music venue. Uh, Tremont was around then as well. Um, all of that is celebrated kind of in the documentary, so you're able to look back at what Charlotte looked like then and this uh, connection of of, of people, performers who were coming through town. Jay, talk to us about the history of that as 
because the Double Door became a go-to place for people who were coming through the Southeast, and Charlotte was a strong place of recording uh, new music as well back then. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think the Double Door was, it was essential in two ways. One, it was a stopping point between Atlanta and D.C. for Mm -hmm. any number of bands touring up and down the East Coast. And uh, it was also sort of a breeding ground for local music. Uh, you know, the Avid Brothers are a great example, but so are the Rank Outsiders um, and a number of others. So bands got the Blue Dogs, for example. Bands got to a certain level, and when they played the Double Door, they were on their way. You know, they, they didn't play the Double Door as a bunch of rookies. They had to really have their chops. And and Nick, you know, to his great credit, he, he had music seven days a week. Now, he might have the, the national acts on a Friday and Saturday night. Right. But Monday night, he had the All-Star. Tuesday night, he had Americana. You know, one night a week, he would have Bill Hanna for jazz. So he had a bunch of different stuff. And he you know, turned me on to a whole lot of different music that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. So I think yeah, and that was, you know, right after college for me. So that was something I did an awful lot of. So, um, yeah, no, it was it was an institute. It is was an institution and it really helped the charlotte music scene and it helped the local musicians and they talk about that in the film that how without nick they wouldn't be where they are today is there a a growing awareness earlier this year uh stephen copeland released a a book uh, uh, called in the house of the rising sounds i have not read this book jay have you read it? it it involves the double door in though it does and it's really it's an interesting take on things. It's not uh, a history so much as what the place meant to him. It's almost a, a spiritual thing. It's interesting. Well, and that's yeah. p- that's part of the interest because there, uh, he's not the only one, and that would include you in that as well. Um, it, you know, so many people enjoyed kind of the broadening of their spheres of of music, of culture, of of entertainment uh, within that. Jay, where do people get that now in Charlotte? Uh, I, I, how hard is it to to celebrate with character like that in the music community in the Charlotte area these days? You know, it's, it's interesting you ask that because I haven't found the place. There are some places opening up and have opened up recently that I have yet to go to. But, you know, the underground, um, right. but that's a Live Nation venue over at the, uh, the Music Factory. I'm a big fan of the Fillmore and the outdoor venue there, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. I mean, none of it's the same. You know, I, I love shows at Ovens. Ovens Auditorium is a great place to see a show. Spirit Square is another. Uh, Night Theater and the Belk. Um, but they're not dive bars, you know, like the Double <laughs> Door was. So, And, you know, you'll see a different crowd there every night for every show, whereas the Double Door, you pretty much had your regulars. And then, you know, somebody might come out for somebody they happen to enjoy. But, uh, yeah, you always had, uh, you knew when you walked in the door of the Double Door, you were going to know a bunch of people there. And not to make you the expert, but, uh, Jay, once you do a documentary, you are an expert. (laughs) So so, uh, let me ask this, why do you think it is? Why not not to replicate the Double Door? Because that would probably be impossible. So not to replicate, but where is the challenge of music venues and and creating new music venues uh, in 2023 into 2024. What are we missing now that we had then? Well, I think, you know, it's it's all owned by Ticketmaster Live Nation, right? Uh-huh. I mean, every aspect of music these days uh, seems to be uh, under that umbrella. 
Um, so that's part of the issue. And then I think, you know, uh, the bar business is a tough business. And COVID knocked out a lot of, you know, people who were in that business. Um, you know, because, and then I think there's still concerns about that, right? Getting together in a small place and, you know, maybe it's not COVID, but maybe it's this flu that's going around or the cold that's going around. So I think it's, you know, it's people are still doing it. There's something called So Far Sounds in town where they have concerts, pop-up concerts in, in uh, various places. Uh, those are interesting shows. I've enjoyed those. Um, and, you know, and the, the arts groups are bringing some fantastic music to town also. So, you know, and those are at the, you know, like I said, the Night Theater or the Belk or uh, sometimes Spirit Square. Um, so it's there, but it's harder to find for sure. Well, I'll tell you where you can find a lot of it, and it's celebrating 50 years, is at the Independent Picture House. You can go to their website, and we'll put it in the liner notes here on the Carolina Outdoors, the independentpicturehouse.org. It's like a Christmas party, but we're going to be showing the documentary uh, that Jay, Kim, Chuck, uh, and Rick all put together December 22nd, 8 p.m. Jay, we're selling tickets. We can get them there at independentpicturehouse.org. Are there any particulars that we need to know? Well, we're, we're it's a it's a 28-minute film, and then we're going to have a... Um, uh, panel discussion with Nick, the owner, and the other three uh, producers, and I'll be the moderator. Uh, so I'll be well out of my comfort zone doing that. <laughs> and then uh, we'll have uh, we'll show a I think it's between six and eight minutes a bonus feature of an interview I did of Nick um, about the early days of the Double Door, um, and you know what got him to the point where. Uh, he could do this on a regular basis and have a steady clientele. And it's really a nice interview. And Chuck just re, um, it's like a director's cut. He re did it with some photos and some videos. And it's not just a straight up interview. And he did a great job with it. So we're looking forward to sharing that with people. Jay Ahuja, Ahuja Daddy Productions. Thank you for jumping on. We look forward to being over there. Independentpicturehouse.org, December 22nd, 8 p.m. We're going to see the film, have the interviews, have you moderate the discussion. But, Jay, special thanks for jumping on the Carolina Outdoors and sharing a little bit of look into the Double Door Inn. My pleasure, Bill. Thanks for having me. Off he goes and off I go. But just for a second, I'm coming back on the other side to wrap up this edition of the Carolina Outdoors.